Section 4 of Morning and Evening Thoughts This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by S.K. Edison, New Jersey. Morning and Evening Thoughts by James Allen. Section 4. Days 21 through 31. 21st Morning let your heart grow and expand with ever-broadening love, until, freed from all hatred and passion and condemnation, it embraces the whole universe with thoughtful tenderness. As the flower opens its petals to receive the morning light, so open your soul more and more to the glorious light of truth. Soar upward on the wings of aspiration. Be fearless and believe in the loftiest possibilities. 21st Evening Mind clothes itself in garments of its own making. Mind is the arbiter of life. It is the creator and shaper of conditions, and the recipient of its own results. It contains within itself both the power to create illusion and to perceive reality. Mind is an infallible weaver of destiny. Thought is a thread, good and evil deeds are the warp and the woof, and the web woven upon the loom of life is character. Make pure thy heart, and thou wilt make thy life rich, sweet, and beautiful, unmarred by strife. Twenty-second morning. Cherish your visions, cherish your ideals, cherish the music that stirs in your heart, the beauty that forms in your mind, the loveliness that drapes your purest thoughts, for out of them will grow all delightful conditions, all heavenly environment. Of these, if you will remain true to them, your world will at last be built. Guard well thy mind, and noble, strong, and free. Nothing shall harm, disturb, or conquer thee. For all thy foes are in thy heart and mind. There also thy salvation thou shalt find. Twenty-second evening. Dream lofty dreams, and as you dream, so shall you become. Your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. Your ideal is the prophecy of what you shall at last unveil. The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn, the bird waits in the egg, and in the highest vision of the soul a waking angel stirs. Your circumstances may be congenial, but they shall not long remain so when you perceive an ideal and strive to reach it. Twenty-third morning. He who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure. His every thought is allied with power, and all difficulties are bravely met and wisely overcome. His purposes are seasonably planted, and they bloom and bring forth fruit which does not fall prematurely to the ground. Thought allied fearlessly to purpose becomes creative force. He who knows this is ready to become something higher and stronger than a mere bundle of wavering thoughts and fluctuating sensations. He who does this has become the conscious and intelligent wielder of his mental powers. 23rd Evening Man's true place in the cosmos is that of a king, not a slave, a commander under the law of good, and not a helpless tool in the reign of evil. I write for men, not for babes, for those who are eager to learn and earnest to achieve, for those who will put away, 
for the world's good, a petty personal indulgence, a selfish desire, a mean thought, and live on as though it were not sans craving and regret. Man is a master. If he were not, he could not act contrary to law. Evil and weakness are self-destructive. The universe is girt with goodness and strength, and it protects the good and the strong. The angry man is a weak man. Twenty-fourth morning. Not by learning will a man triumph over evil. Not by much study will he overcome sin and sorrow. Only by conquering himself will he conquer evil. Only by practicing righteousness will he put an end to sorrow. Not for the clever, nor the learned, nor the self-confident is the life triumphant, but for the pure, the virtuous, and wise. The former achieve their particular success in life, but the latter alone achieve the great success so invincible and complete that even in apparent defeat it shines with added victory. 24th Evening The true silence is not merely a silent tongue. It is a silent mind. To merely hold one's tongue, and yet to carry about a disturbed and rankling mind, is no remedy for weakness, and no source of power. Silentness to be powerful must envelop the whole mind, must permeate every chamber of the heart. It must be the silence of peace. To this broad, deep, abiding silentness, a man attains only in the measure that he conquers himself. 25th Morning by curbing his tongue, a man gains possession of his mind. The fool babbles, gossips, argues, and bandies words. He glories in the fact that he has had the last word, and has silenced his opponent. He exults in his own folly, is ever on the defensive, and wastes his energies in unprofitable channels. He is like a gardener who continues to dig and plant in unproductive soil. The wise man avoids idle words, gossip, vain argument, and self-defense. He is content to appear defeated, rejoices when he is defeated, knowing that, having found and removed another error in himself, he has thereby become wiser. Blessed is he who does not strive for the last word. 25th Evening Desire is the craving for possession. Aspiration is the hunger of the heart for peace. The craving for things leads ever farther and farther from peace, and not only ends in deprivation, but is in itself a state of perpetual want. Until it comes to an end, rest and satisfaction are impossible. The hunger for things can never be satisfied, but the hunger for peace can, and the satisfaction of peace is found is fully possessed, when all selfish desire is abandoned. Then there is fullness of joy, abounding plenty, and rich and complete blessedness. 26th Morning A man will reach the kingdom by purifying himself, and he can only do this by pursuing a process of self-examination and self-analysis. The selfishness must be discovered and understood before it can be removed. It is powerless to remove itself, neither will it pass away of itself. Darkness ceases only when light is introduced, so ignorance can only be dispersed by knowledge, selfishness by love. A man must, first of all, be willing to lose himself, his self-seeking, before he can find himself, his divine self. 
he must realize that selfishness is not worth clinging to, that it is a master altogether unworthy of his service, and that divine goodness alone is worthy to be enthroned in his heart as a supreme master of his life. 26th Evening Be still, my soul, and know that peace is thine. Be steadfast, heart, and know that strength divine belongs to thee, cease from thy turmoil, mind, and thou the everlasting rest shall find. If a man would have peace, let him exercise the spirit of peace. If he would find love, let him dwell in the spirit of love. If he would escape suffering, let him cease to inflict it. If he would do noble things for humanity, let him cease to do ignoble things for himself. If he will but quarry the mine of his own soul, he shall find there all the materials for building whatsoever he will, and he shall find there also the central rock on which to build in safety. 27th Morning Men go after much company, and seek out new excitements, but they are not acquainted with peace. In diverse paths of pleasure they search for happiness, but they do not come to rest. Through diverse ways of laughter and feverish delirium, they wander after gladness and life, but their tears are many and grievous, and they do not escape death. Drifting upon the ocean of life in search of selfish indulgences, men are caught in its storms, and only after many tempests and much privation do they fly to the rock of refuge which rests in the deep silence of their own being. 27th Evening Meditation centered upon divine realities is the very essence and soul of prayer. It is the silent reaching upward of the soul towards the eternal. Meditation is the intense dwelling in thought upon an idea or theme with the object of thoroughly comprehending it. And whatsoever you constantly meditate upon, you will not only come to understand, but will grow more and more into its likeness for it will become incorporated with your very being, will become, in fact, your very self. If, therefore, you constantly dwell upon that which is selfish and debasing, you will ultimately become selfish and debased. If you ceaselessly think upon that which is pure and unselfish, you will surely become pure and unselfish. 28th Morning There is no difficulty, however great, but will yield before a calm and powerful concentration of thought, and no legitimate object, but may be speedily actualized by the intelligent use and direction of one's soul forces. Whatever your task may be, concentrate your whole mind upon it. Throw into it all the energy of which you are capable. The faultless completion of small tasks lead inevitably to larger tasks. See to it that you rise by steady climbing, and you will never fall. 28th Evening He who knows that love is at the heart of all things, and has realized the all-sufficing power of that love, has no room in this heart for condemnation. If you love people and speak to them with praise until they in some way thwart you, or do something of which you disapprove, and then you dislike them and speak of them with dispraise, you are not governed by the love which is of God. If, in your heart, you are continually arraigning and condemning others, selfless love is hidden from you. Train your mind in strong, impartial and gentle thought. Train your heart in purity and compassion. 
train your tongue to silence and to true and stainless speech. So shall you enter the way of holiness and peace, and shall ultimately realize the immortal love. Twenty-ninth morning. If you would realize true prosperity, do not settle down, as many have done, into the belief that if you do right, everything will go wrong. Do not allow the word competition to shake your faith in the supremacy of righteousness. I care not what men may say about the laws of competition, for do not I know the unchangeable law which shall one day put them all to rout, and which puts them to rout even now in the heart and life of the righteous man? And knowing this law, I can contemplate all dishonesty with undisturbed repose, for I know where certain destruction awaits it. Under all circumstances, do that which you believe to be right, and trust the law. Trust the divine power which is imminent in the universe, and it will never desert you, and you will always be protected. Twenty-ninth evening. Forget yourself entirely in the sorrows of others and in ministering to others, and divine happiness will emancipate you from all sorrow and suffering. Taking the first step with a good thought, the second with a good word, and the third with a good deed, I entered paradise. And you also enter paradise by pursuing the same course. Lose yourself in the welfare of others. Forget yourself in all that you do. This is a secret of abounding happiness. Ever be on the watch to guard against selfishness, and learn faithfully the divine lessons of inward sacrifice. So shall you climb the highest heights of happiness, and shall remain in the never-clouded sunshine of universal joy, clothed in the shining garment of immortality. Thirtieth Morning when the farmer has tilled and dressed his land and put in the seed, he knows that he has done all that he can possibly do, and that now he must trust to the elements, and wait patiently for the course of time to bring about the harvest, and that no amount of expectancy on his part will affect the result. Even so, he who has realized truth goes forth as a sower of the seeds of goodness, purity, love, and peace, without expectancy, and never looking for results, knowing that there is the great overruling law which brings about its own harvest in due time, and which is alike the source of preservation and destruction. Thirtieth Evening The virtuous put a check upon themselves and set a watch upon their passions and emotions. In this way they gain possession of the mind and gradually acquire calmness. And as they acquire influence, power, greatness, abiding joy and fullness and completeness of life. He only finds peace who conquers himself, who strives day by day after greater self-possession, greater self-control, greater calmness of mind. Where the calm mind is, there is strength and rest, there is love and wisdom. There is one who has fought successfully innumerable battles against self, who, after long toil and secret against his own failings, has triumphed at last. 31st Morning Sympathy, bestowed, increases its store in our own hearts, and enriches and fructifies our own life. Sympathy given is blessedness received. Sympathy withheld is blessedness forfeited. In the measure that a man increases and enlarges his sympathy, 
so much nearer does he approach the ideal life, the perfect blessedness, and when his heart has become so mellowed that no hard, bitter or cruel thought can enter and detract from its permanent sweetness, then indeed is he richly and divinely blessed. 31st Evening Sweet is the rest, and deep the bliss of him, who has freed his heart from its lusts and hatreds and dark desires. And he, who without any shadow of bitterness resting upon him, and looking out upon the world with boundless compassion and love, can breathe in his inmost heart the blessing, peace unto all living things, making no exceptions or distinctions. Such a man has reached that happy ending which can never be taken away, for this is the perfection of life, the fullness of peace, the consummation of perfect blessedness. End of section 4, days 21 through 31. Morning and Evening Thoughts by James Allen. Recording by S.K. Edison, New Jersey. End of Morning and Evening Thoughts by James Allen.